Hey everybody, Phil Gonzalez here, uh, the guy who hosts Deep in Bear Country. This is another bonus episode. I know it's Christmas weekend, and usually I've done some Christmas stuff. I don't have anything Christmassy for you this year. I just, we had, the whole family had COVID. Like, even if I was going to do a Christmas episode, I wouldn't have been able to do a Christmas episode. So this is the probably going to be the final uh, jumbo bonus episode for a while. Uh, it's a it's a rebroadcast of the Birthday Boy with a bonus. Uh, edition at the end where I talk about uh, something else birthday boy related. So enjoy that. And I will probably not see you guys until the until next year. So keep on barren and bear town, trucking and barren. Goodbye. This is not a day like any other. It's the birthday of my big brother. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and I am the worst. I am the actual worst. Why? What have I done that's so foolish, so thoughtless, so mind-bogglingly wild that I would brand myself unworthy of venturing out into proper society? Well... It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago. As you know, if you listen to this show, it was my birthday. And I knew it was my birthday. I tracked it on the calendar. I keep myself abreast of the trends of the day. And I was aware, I was fully aware that my birthday was coming up. I don't, I don't look forward to my birthday with the same giddy anticipation that I did when I was turning like nine, but it's still a nice day. People leave nice messages on Facebook. I get a tasty treat. Perhaps, maybe a couple of gifts from my family, maybe. The point being, I know when my birthday is and I look forward to it. I also know, roughly, which books I still need to cover on this show. I know the books and I know which books I have easy access to. Got all that? So, I knew my birthday was approaching. I knew that I had a specific book to cover. And I knew that I owned this book. Which book? The Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy, uh, the final Cub Club book. Look, Ma, I'm reading, and what could be more perfect than to finally cover the Birthday Boy on my birthday, the fifth birthday I've celebrated with this show, and also close out the long-running Cub Club series at the same time. It would be incredible. It would be poetic. It would be Something I completely didn't think of at all. Instead, I covered a very good chapter book with a very good friend and played a very good board game with my very good family. Two very good things. But neither of them were poetic. Neither of them were the closing of an era. So I saw that I bungled this and I thought, should I wait another year? Then I thought, will I still be doing this in another year? year then i thought what if the birthday boy becomes another lost book a casualty of time like the new neighbors can this show support two lost books can we fit two lost books into the mythology of deep in bear country no and no and god no i needed to do the birthday boy regardless of appropriateness or time of year or my listeners capacity to tolerate me so boils and ghouls 
I present to you in honor of my fifth year doing this show, my 44th year on this planet, and the last of the Cub Club books, 1994's The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy. Now, what's fascinating about The Birthday Boy is that it serves as a de facto lead-in to 1995's The Berenstain Bears and the Green-Eyed Monster. Seriously, the end of this book is almost the beginning of that book. However, let's not forget that 1995's The Green-Eyed Monster is a rewrite of 1992's The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous, which is also a Cub Club book. So this, The Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy, is more a prequel to that, The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous. However, the events of The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy conform more to the events of The Berenstain Bears and The Green-Eyed Monster. So, I don't know. Did one influence the other, or did the other influence the one? Time is a wheel. Regardless, it fits together so well that the PBS series actually adapted The Birthday Boy and The Green-Eyed Monster into a single two-part episode of that show, Wheels Within Wheels. But I'll discuss that elsewhere. So The Birthday Boy, The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy, 1994 is The Berenstain Bears Birthday Boys, Cup Club Book Look Ma I'm Reading. Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy is an interesting book. Because it's about brother, but it's narrated by sister, and it deals more with their sibling relationship than with Brother Bear getting older, or Brother Bear's birthday. It does, it does deal with the birthday. It deals with the party, but it's, it's, that's like a backdrop to what the real theme of this book is. Much of the book is spent with sister detailing the ins and outs of being sister, to brother's brother. We also get some insight into their sibling relationship that we have never been privy to before. Uh, certain elements of how they interact with each other in regards to each other and in regards to mama and papa that have kind of been brushed over in the past. Uh, a little bit of a little bit of ugliness uh, in bear country. So uh, what what happens? What what is this book? What is the Berenstain Bears of the Birthday Boy? Why write this book? Uh, and, and remember, this isn't the first time we've dealt specifically with one of the Cubs' birthdays. We saw the Baron St. Bear's Too Much birthday, which dealt with Sister's birthday. So, I don't know where I'm going with that. They get older, I guess, is the point. They get older. Uh, in it, Sister walks us through the preparations for Brother's eighth birthday party. Now, notice, we are getting specifics on how old Brother is turning. And that's fascinating, because the Baron Stains to this point, I've tended to keep things intentionally vague as far as how old brother and sister were and are at any given moment. Uh, we, we always know that brother is roughly eight or nine-ish years old, seven, eight, nine, that sister is like five or six or seven years old, uh, thereabouts in the storybooks. But this one, they're specifically saying this is the day he turns eight, or at least this is the celebration of the day he turns eight. Uh, today, brother is eight. I mean, it could be earlier in the week he turned eight or later in the week he turns eight. You know how birthday parties are. But as far as this book is concerned, brother is now turning eight, seven to eight, the turning of time, the passing of the torch, the flipping of the calendar page. Now, whether that means that every brother story before this one involved a seven-year-old brother, 
I'll leave that up to the listeners to decide. Decide for yourself. I don't think so, though. I don't think it implies that. Remember, time is a wheel, and the birthday bears, the birthday bears, the Berenstain bears' lives just go around and around in this cycle. Uh, it's one of the, you know, downfalls of being a series that runs for more than a month in which the characters never age. Uh, so Sister then walks us through. She walks us through. This, this this book is a lot of sisters being like, hey, everyone, come here. I'm going to tell you about something. So she is really like just sort of like taking us on a journey with her. She's, so, she, so she's like, uh, you know, this is my brother. I like my brother. But it's a pain being sister to this brother. And you might expect her to then to tell us, you know, he acts like a know-it-all. He throws his age around. But no, she specifically means that he will grab her and twist her arm until it hurts, <laughs> which seems like not a very brother bear thing to do. Uh, we don't usually see brother brutalizing people. That's not like kind of really his bag. Like even when he gets mad at sister, he, he tends to just yell or storm off. I don't know if I've ever seen brother intentionally injure sister physically in a book, but hey, pictures don't lie. You see him approaching her with his claws out, grabs her arm, starts twisting it into an uncomfortable position. He straight up grabs his sister by the arm and twists her arm into an unnatural position. Like it is hoisted up, janked around. He looks determined. She looks panicky. Don't worry, though. She gets him back by tickling him. Ha-ha! So I guess that balances it out. She's like, I got him. I tickle him. And I'm like, dude, he just grabbed your arm. And forced it into a non-arm position. I think tickling is the least you could do like in retaliation for that. But don't worry. We get a little more retaliation. Although it doesn't build it as retaliation. So we get a couple of fascinating spreads. These two-page spreads. That lay out not only the retaliatory nature of their relationship. But also their personality difference. They shine. It shines God's light on them. For the whole world to see. It's actually incredible. That the Berensteins are so open and honest about it because uh, sister tells us that sometimes brother will blame things that he did on sister. So in the book, it looks like brother uh, has knocked over a lamp with his model plane. So you assume, it doesn't show this, you assume he has thrown his plane in the house, which there has to be a rule about. Knocked over a lamp, smashed all over the ground. Uh, and Papa is there like, whoa, what's happened here? Uh, so brother, just you can tell through the gestures, a brother is blaming sister on breaking this lamp. Uh, however, brother, being brother, finds it impossible to continue lying. He cannot continue the subterfuge. His honesty will always get the better of him, and he f just he fesses up. He's like, no, it was me. I was an accident. I'm sorry. Probably took like 30 seconds. Papa glared at him. Papa crumbled under Papa's glare. However... Uh, sister once stepped on brother's airplane glue and squirted it all over the floor and she blamed it on brother did she eventually fess up nope nope she just walked off and let him get in trouble for it and she shrugs her shoulders and she's like yeah it's his glue and i'm like wait a minute so yes brother left the glue on the floor in the first place he was clearly in the middle of a project that was irresponsible of him however it was sister who stepped on the glue and she 
She never actually, so there's no indication as to whether or not the stepping on the glue was accidental or intentional. She's just like, and there was that time I stepped on brother's glue. And then she just like points to brother and like leaves him to soak up the heat. And I'm like, that is cold. That is so cold. Where is your moral compass, sister? This is, and this is our narrator. Like this is our narrator walking us through. She's like, yeah, and there's the time that I blamed brother on something I did and just let him take the heat for it. And she shrugs. And she looks all smug, and she's like, yep, I totally lied about it. Look and learn, readers. Look and learn. And kudos to the Berenstains for doing this with one of their characters. Like, Sister Bear just being, like, straight up, like, sometimes I just lie to get brother in trouble, and it's awesome. And I'm awesome for doing it. And really can't help it. What are you going to do? Huh? Seriously, though, what can I do? Uh, and that's it. They leave that. So we see, and, and maybe that's maybe that's her getting back for brother being a, an, an arm twister. So maybe he deserved it. I don't know. But uh, they don't really tie those two together thematically. And then sister's like, but you know what? Sometimes brother's pretty cool. For instance, and we get another, okay, so this is something that goes back to a book we read just recently. Uh, too Tall throws sister's bow into a tree. Now here he's not called Too Tall. He's simply referred to as that bully, but it's clearly Too Tall. Even though he's wearing a baseball cap, which really looks weird, this is Too Tall. He's he's tall, he's wearing the shirt, and he throws sister's bow up in the tree. Now in this version of that incident, though, brother actually forces Too Tall, we don't know how, probably with those painful arm twisting, he forces Too Tall to climb the tree and get the bow back down. And Too Tall looks worried, like, oh boy, the brother, I, I should not have done this to Sister Bear because of this violent brother. So maybe he twists his arm into the painful position. I don't know. They don't show that. But uh, if that's the case, if brother is so like, aggressive that he's constantly twisting Sister's arms and her only retaliation is to lie just to get him in trouble, like she can't, she can't do. She has no power over him except to lie, which probably leads to more arm twistings. How dark are things getting at the old bear house? I don't know. Not looking too good. So we are more than halfway through this book, and the birthday aspect of brother being the birthday boy kind of got lost. Kind of gotten lost in the weeds. Uh, we've seen a couple of like we've seen Papa setting up some like decorations around the house, but I haven't really touched on the birthday. Don't worry though. Don't worry. The party's about to begin. So. Next page, a fleet of cubs pours into the house, and they are all excited to, as sister puts it, share his birthday lunch, which, that's not why we go to parties as kids, to share lunch. Like, maybe it's a bear expression, I don't know, but sister's like, here they come, all in a bunch, excited to share his birthday lunch, and I'm like, Usually we have parties after lunch. Like maybe there's going to be pizza. I don't know. We I'll tell you right now. We never see them eat lunch. We never see them eat lunch. Maybe like, maybe if you invite someone to a party in bear country, you're like, would you like to come over on Saturday and share my birthday lunch? Which just means have some cake and give me some presents. I don't know. Is share is lovely listeners. It has, does anyone out there say, come share my birthday lunch as an invitation to a party? Does anyone out there say come share my lunch? In in any in any capacity. Uh I have no idea. I don't I don't know. I don't know. Is that a thing? Do people say share my lunch? I'm not sure. In any case, six boy cubs show up. Two of them are wearing glasses, so there's no telling which, if any, is cousin Fred. I don't know. Maybe he comes later. I'm not sure. In the Berenstain Bears get jealous. Brother Bear had at least one girl at his party. So 
maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Six Cubs show up. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? They play some games. They play pin the tail on the donkey. Papa gets poked in the butt, which totally happens in real life. That's a thing that always happens with pin the tail on the donkey, right? Someone's standing right next to the thing and they don't pay attention and they get poked in the butt. That's what happens. Uh, brother gets some presents. He gets games, two games of which are clearly preschool games. Uh, there's a plastic ring toss and tiddlywinks. Someone, I don't know who, I don't know which friend was responsible for that. I don't know, but you're on, you're on blast now, kid. You're, uh, you're at the bottom of next year's invite list. Let's just put it that way. He gets checkers, a toy dinosaur. He gets a rocket, a toy car, some books, one of which is called story time. So I don't even know what that's about. And then sister gives him the grandest gift of all. And it's the gift that ties this book directly into the green-eyed monster. She gives him balsa wood, a ton of balsa wood, a metric ton of balsa wood. How much balsa wood? Well, when she presents it to him, it's like the size, it's like a, it's, it looks like she gives him like, I don't know how else to put it. A stack of lumber. She gives him like a lumber. He's holding it in two. It takes two arms to lift it. Like it's this huge stack of balsa wood. He opens it up. There's uh, uh, strips, blocks, planks. It looks like rods, like all different shapes, sizes, widths, thicknesses. Uh, And of course, these are, this is balsa wood for making model planes, which we know brother does. Uh, It's a thoughtful gift. Sister knows it's a thoughtful gift. And she acknowledges that even though brother is a pain in the tuchus, even though he's the worst, causes her physical injury. She loves him dearly anyway. Yes, my big deal brother is eight today. He's lots of trouble, but I love him dearly anyway. Anyway, anyway, anyway. A nice acknowledgement of sibling love, sibling rivalry. Now, obviously, the events from this book don't exactly line up with the events from the Berenstain Bears and the Green-Eyed Monster. In the Green-Eyed Monster, brother doesn't even have a party. It's just this gathering of friends and family, uh, or mostly family. Uh, This can be retconned, okay, in my mind, this can be retconned into happening after the party and the birthday boy. So uh, two cubs with glasses showed up to the birthday boy, but maybe those cubs weren't, neither of them were cousin Fred. That doesn't say they're cousin Fred, uh, because at the, at the, uh, in the Green-Eyed Monster, he has a party. It's Gramps and Gran, uh, Mama, Papa, and Sister, obviously. Cousin Fred, Lizzie Bruin, and Babs Bruno, which is a weird addition. Uh, Babs Bruno being at his party, I remember being kind of befuddled by that because that's two of Sister's friends uh, and only one of brothers who is actually a family member. So you know, and I know it counts, but it's still that's still kind of weird. But what I love about... Okay, so what I like about The Birthday Boy and... Well, first of all, let me talk about the illustrations. The Cub Club book, look, my, I'm reading. Filled with Cub Club illustrations. There's no telling who did these illustrations. I want to believe it's a freelancer. Just because of the heaviness of the line, because of the roundness of the eyes, uh, because of because it, so there's some shots where Papa is making an angry face. He looks off model. His eyes, his mouth, his snout looks off model. However, I do want to believe that a Berenstain drew a picture of brother twisting sister's arm. So I don't know. But I will say that these drawings look very coloring book. They look very, very uh, intended to be seen from far away, as Mike puts it. Like the, but, but it's not. They're nice. Like They're good illustrations. They're fun to look at. Uh, the coloring, the watercoloring is nice. 
uh, yeah, this picture of Mama, just her face looks slightly off model. I don't know how else to put it. And their eyes look off model. Like, just, they're weird. There's some drawings of the bears that don't look right. And there's one picture of Sister eating a lollipop where her eyes are actually doing this Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, like, two eyes as one, like, shape. Like, the eyes aren't even separated. They're connected in the middle. So, I don't know. And again, too tall looking not at all like too tall like being clearly too tall and cousin like any the two cubs with glasses the glasses are not drawn like cousin fred glasses so i'm going to just go out on a on a major limb and just say yeah because cousin fred's glasses are wireframe with round frames and uh the, the 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 glasses cubs in this book have thick plastic frames and one of them is wearing a bow yeah those are not cousin fred so a very weird looking book, but but a colorful book and a fun book. And I like this book because this is where I'm getting into the theme. So the themes, I like how this book, The Berenstain Bears and The Birthday Boy, and The Berenstain Bears Get Jealous or The Berenstain Bears uh, and The Green-Eyed Monster, which are roughly the same book. They deal with two aspects of, of siblinghood. And they deal with two aspects of dealing with those aspects of siblinghood. Uh, this book deals with rivalry, like sibling sibling annoyance and sibling rivalry, how sometimes siblings can be just inexplicably cruel to each other, mean to each other. It's kind of a, the trade-off of being siblings. Part of, the, part of the bargain of being a sibling is that you get to treat the other one like garbage at times. And that the other one gets to treat you like garbage. Like you just you take turns treating each other like garbage. However, when it comes right down to it, you've got to, in a in a perfect world, you've got each other's back. Like regardless, you're gonna get that bow down from the tree. You're gonna give the other person a very nice birthday present because you, while you know how to get under their skin, you know you get them. Like you get them. You know what they like. You know what annoys them, but you also know what they what they love, and you know that you love them. And I love that the birthday the birthday boy doesn't give advice. It doesn't teach a lesson. Ex- what it does is, at time, in ways more important, which is that it acknowledges the complex feelings of siblings and portrays it as a normal thing. Uh, the petty cruelties, the physical violence, uh, which may not be cool. That's probably not cool. Like, talk to your kids about that if they're twisting their little sister's arm into an unnatural position. But those things about being siblings that seem so brutal to outsiders are are part of that give and take that really i look at our new kittens here and they just brutalize each other but they're they're but they're siblings and they 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 do it out of like this sort of like weird affection for each other and brother and sister kind of the same way you you look at the last page and sister's like this guy i love this guy i lie to get him in trouble but i love him and then in the green-eyed monster uh we deal with sibling jealousy and how to cope with that. And that's more of a personal issue for sister, uh, dealing with her with her own jealousies about brother being older. But it is, it is being jealous of that sibling's the imbalance of power. And uh, it being a first-time book, it's it's soft-pedaled a lot more than in the Berenstain Bears. Uh, even in the Berenstain Bears get jealous. It's but I like that these two books go together because they are about the complexities of being a sibling and dealing with the feelings you have about your sibling and how contradictory those feelings 
at times do run. So would I recommend buying a copy of the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy? Well, if you want one, I'm going to tell you right off the bat, it's long out of print. Uh, and also, I keep getting the name wrong. It is not the Berenstain Bears and the Birthday Boy. It is the Berenstain Bears Possessive Birthday Boy. If you want a copy of it, you're going to have to buy it used. Fortunately, you can buy a copy of this thing used for just a few bucks. I have a feeling this book was given as a birthday present quite a few times because it floats around a lot. I see it pop up here and there. Uh, you can probably buy it for like between like five and ten dollars used online. Uh, it's not, you know, the most vital addition to anyone's library, uh, but it is fun. It is a cute book. So, you know, I put it like in the mid range somewhere as far as like necessity of owning. Uh, I think kids might like having it read to them because it does deal with siblings being jerks to each other, which is pretty real if they have a sibling. So, and it's a good reminder that uh, you can get in fights with your sibling and still love each other. Also, for those of you playing along at home, there is a tray shown of uh, birthday party treats that have those round balls, those round candy balls that people always talk about loving in the Berenstain Bears books that make them so hungry for delicious candies. And if you want to see some delicious candies, there's those candy balls again. So uh, that's the Berenstain Bears Possessive S Birthday Boy from 1994. And you know what we just did? We finished the Cub Club books. Look, Ma, I'm reading. We are done. Party horn, party horn, party horn. Uh, uh, air horn, air horn, air horn. We did it. We finished the series. There are no more Cub Club books to buy. No more Cub Club books to talk about. No more Cub Club books. Cub Club. Cub Club books to ponder. We're done with the Cub Club series. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey through the Cub Club. I have enjoyed it. I really. For those of you at listen, if you've been here, I love the Cub Club series. I think it's a great series. They're weird. They're wacky. There, there's some good stories in there. They adapted a bunch of them into later books. Uh, they adapted a ton of them into animated episodes, um, especially even this one, which I will be covering. Uh, if you are a patron at patreon.com forward slash deep in bear country, I will be covering the animated version of the Berenstain Bears birthday boy. So uh, if you if you join me over there, that's where I am. If you are a patron, uh, you get a separate feed. So you you find there's this, like a, it, there's an address like copy this this address, and then you enter that into your podcast player, and that's like a separate podcast. Uh, the Berenstain Bears. Uh, Patreon exclusive episodes. Those are short episodes, by the way. They're not like massive. They're not going to take up your day. Uh, some of them are are super short. Some of them are like five minutes long. They tend to run like ten to fifteen minutes in length. Um, but right now, like, what do I have on that right now? I'm just going to take a look. There's quite a few actually going going way back. Uh, the first one is a bonus episode on gender roles. Uh, but going back to count their blessings, I just got like episode 170, 177. I've just got a bunch of a bunch of uh, a bunch of live shows that I put on there. A bunch of uh, little like outtakes. Sometimes I'll put like outtake conversations that I had that didn't make it into an episode. Uh, sometimes I will just cover the animated versions. Sometimes I'll cover religious versions of books. Uh, they don't always come out. I've been a little lax on them because, but this year's been a uh, been a down. This month has been a down month for Patreon for Patreon. But I'm going to be starting it back up in August. I've still been posting some stuff on there, but uh, uh, so starting up in August, I'm going to be going uh whole hog on Patreon again. So so sign up. Uh, at any level, you get the bonus episodes. So, yeah, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. The Baron St. Bears and the Birthday Boy, or the Baron St. Bears Birthday Boy. I'm going to have to check out the episode title, but I will be doing it there. So join me there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for supporting me. Uh, you can find me online at BaronStainBearCast.org. You can find me on Twitter at BStainBearCast, or you can write to me at BaronStainBearCast at gmail.com. Uh, I look forward to hearing 
from you. Do you uh, have any weird expressions that you use at birthday times? I don't know. What's your favorite birthday memory? What happened to you on your birthday? Do you like eating candy on your birthday or just cake? I don't know. These are just questions. What's a birthday like for you? Do you not celebrate your birthday? That's valid as well. Whichever, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for seeing me through this very weird, like almost three week celebration of my birthday just because I'm, I don't plan very well. And I will see you all next time deep in bear country. Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country Patreon bonus episode. This one is the Berenstain Bears, the birthday boy, Nelvana episode. This is episode 10 of the Nelvana series, and it is backed with the Berenstain Bears, the green-eyed monster. Now, you heard me talk about this episode briefly on the episode that I did for my show about the Berenstain Bears, birthday boy, which is in which I said it was fitting that they put these two stories back to back because they basically lead into one another. Uh, What I didn't mention in that episode was that as we covered, when we covered the Green-Eyed Monster, they fundamentally alter that aspect of the Green-Eyed Monster by removing Brother Bear's birthday party from it. They make it not about the birthday party at all. It just becomes brother gets a new bike and sister gets jealous. So it's very funny that they didn't, include that in this episode they put these stories back to back they totally let they complement one another thematically and then they remove the thing that allows them to completely complement each other that's fine because they also removed the elements of the birthday boy that would have allowed it thematically to complement the green-eyed monster leading me to wonder why in the heck they put these episodes back to back at all it doesn't it just becomes two episodes about sister. Like that's the the only theme is that it's about sister and kind of her relationship with brother. But the Green Eyed Monster is very different in that regard. So uh, the Berenstain Bears birthday boy. What did they do to change the book? Now the book I had no problems with at all. I thought it told a, a, a hunky dory story about brother and sister's rivalrous relationship, the ups and downs of being a brother and a sister, and that sister discovers not even discovers sister admits that she loves her brother dearly because he's her brother, even though they have this sort of challenging sibling relationship at times. Well, the birthday boy completely undoes that. Uh, what happens is teacher Jane assigns her class a project, and that project is they have to do a report, any kind of report, on a member of their family. The only guideline being they cannot do a report on a dog or a pet or an animal they found in the zoo. I guess that becomes a question that one of the cubs asks. Is like, what about this horse I saw? And she's like, no, you can't do horse. Honestly, I'm going to say that kids aren't very bright, and they will ask questions like that. But they'll try to make any project about something they're interested in. And so sister decides, well, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a project about my favorite member of my family, Mama or Papa. One of the two. They have interesting lives. And so Lizzie, she's chatting with Lizzie Bruin about it, and Lizzie Bruin is like, well, I'm going to do a story about my little baby sister, and why don't you do one about brother? He's pretty cool. And sister is like, no, brother is boring. He's just a brother. What's interesting about him anyway? And so right off the bat, we know that the theme of this version of The Birthday Boy is going to be less, my brother and I have a troubling relationship, but here's why I love him anyway, and more, my brother is a cub I take for granted. Maybe through the course of this project, I will discover 
what I what is actually good about him. Also, there's more shots of that one bear who wears a sailor suit to school. Don't know what his deal is. Love him anyway, regardless. Uh, so sister has in her mind, she's going to do a, a video report using her father's video camera about one of her parents. Uh, I think she settles on mama, uh, even though brother's birthday is coming up and she knows that her family is going to be very, very busy. Brother's going to have a Baron Saviour's Green-Eyed Monster-esque birthday party with a few friends and family members. So cut to the bear's treehouse. We have Papa desperately trying to wrap brother's present, which is a basketball, and he's trying to wrap it with wrapping paper. Papa, not the brightest bulb in bear country, but he's he's not unintelligent. He just doesn't know how to wrap a ball with wrapping paper, and if you've been there, you've been there. And it gives us plenty of background hijinks with Papa trying to wrap this ball. Uh, I love the background hijinks. I love the relationship between Papa and Mama in the Nelvana episodes. They have a sort of a sassy, loving uh, husband and wife uh, relationship. Papa's not not unintelligent. He's just sort of stubborn and doesn't always see that what he's doing may not add up too much. Uh, Sister announces that she's going to do a video project on Mama, and Mama and Papa are both like, Sister, we don't have a whole lot of time for that. We are trying to get ready for this party. Why don't you do a report on your brother? Again, Sister's like, brother is not an interesting person to do a report on. And this is where the this is where the parents are like, okay, you might be surprised at what brother if you just start just start filming him like a documentarian, just capture the day in the life of brother. Maybe you'll see how interesting he is. So sister hauls out the camera, and after some uh, you know like problems getting it focused, after figuring out how to zoom zoom in and out, uh, after filming little lady and saying she wished she could do a report on little lady, she gets down to uh, filming her brother and. We get, okay, we hear a few times that he really likes Space Grizzlies. Space Grizzlies get some word, mouth, mouth, mouth. Ooh, I almost said mouth play. Space Grizzlies get some, uh, get some, what is the term I'm looking for? Space Grizzlies, just, just they get talked about. Space Grizzlies get talked about in this episode a lot. And we see Brothers Space Grizzlies action figures, and I'm very pleased to announce these are not Space Grizzlies from the Berenstain Bears and the Bad Dream episode. These are Space Grizzlies from the book. These are the weird-looking monsters that Stan and Jan Berenstain designed for the book, the Berenstain Bears and the Bad Dream. I just think I find that very comforting and very fascinating. So she goes looking for Brother, and she finds him skateboarding. He almost crashes into her, but he's amused that she's videotaping him. So she's like... Do something interesting for my report. Do something something uh, fascinating. And so brother just makes a bunch of faces. And sister's like, okay, brother's good at making me laugh. That's one thing. And that's one thing he's good at. One thing he likes to do. He likes to make me laugh. Um, and brother's like, you can keep taping me, but you got to keep up with me. So he goes to play soccer. And sister's like, oh, uh, brother also really enjoys playing sports. He's not the best at them, but it's something he enjoys doing. He likes doing uh, yo-yo tricks. And uh, his favorite sandwich is peanut butter and honey. And I'm going to stop right here and just say, brother's right about that. Uh, peanut butter and honey. I don't know if you've had one in a while. Amazing sandwich. Uh, his favorite TV show is The Bear Stooges, which we've heard about before. He enjoys laughing. He enjoys cutting up. He enjoys having fun with his friends. But he also takes his studies seriously. Uh, he, he knows that school is important. And so sister is out, and she is continuing videotaping brother. He's playing basketball with cousin Fred. When she acts, again, here's where we tie back into the book. She accidentally bumps into Too Tall, who's hanging out with his gang. And they see her videotaping with the camera. They start making fun of her for uh, for doing this project on, uh, on Brother. And so Too Tall snatches the bow out of Sister's hair. And he's like, you know what? Your bow kind of looks like a butterfly. 
Let's see if it can fly. And that is when Tutal throws the bow up into the tree and Brother catches him in the act. So Brother comes up and starts confronting a Tutal and he's like, get that bow out of that tree. And Tutal says, how are you going to make me? And I'm sitting here wondering how it... Remember, the Nelvana episodes, Tutal is rarely allowed to be seen as any kind of bully. So right now, already, this is a fascinating turn of events. We actually get to see Tutal bullying sister. Uh, but I'm like, well, how's brother going to force his hand? We can't see any violence in bear country. That's not how the Nelvana episodes work. So what does he do? Brother says, I'm going to say please and thank you. And Tutal's like, all right. Like, that's what happens. Tutal's like, what happens, what happens if I don't? And brother looks him in the eye and says, I say please and thank you. And Tutal's like, all right, I'll do it. And I'm like, huh, that's an interesting turn of like. Is brother that terrifying? Well, he gets Scuzz and Smirk to lift him up into the tree to get the bow back. And then he's like, ah, you probably thought I couldn't climb this tree. So he does save face a little bit. Like he was, he, he, Tutal turns it on brother and is like, you thought I would, I was, I was too chicken to climb this tree. Well, I'm not. Ha ha. Even though that wasn't brother's point, Tutal is doing that in order to like keep it from looking like it. It makes sense in context. It, it, wor- it, it works. It's nice to see brother stand up for sister in, in real time. And it's nice to see Tutal be a little bit of a bully. So sister says thank you. And then it's the day of brother's party. So Papa's still having trouble wrapping the wrapping the, the basketball. So he just puts it in a garbage bag, puts a bow on it. Now, here is my favorite part of this episode. Mama Bear is making a birthday cake for brother. And the birthday cake that she has made has brother bear's face on it. And what's hilarious about this is that this only works because the Berenstain Bear characters are simple line drawings with solid colors. So what they've done is they've taken the line art of Brother Bear and changed it to a heavier, like, pixel count and changed it to, like, icing color, like lavender color. Otherwise, it's a picture of Brother Bear. This only works because the Berenstain Bear characters are cartoon characters. Otherwise, it would be weird to put a... To, to icing the face of the birthday child onto a birthday cake. It makes sense in a cartoon world because that is... that is It's easy to draw the other... the members of your family. It's easy to draw your friends because they are just line art. Uh, and I'm I'm... I don't know why this tickles me so much, but it it's very funny and it works. Uh, the birthday has arrived. Uh, sister has finished her, her video project. It's turned out great. Uh, she says at the end that she loves her brother. The parents overhear her previewing the tape for herself. They think it's great. And then sister has a moment where she's like, oh no, I've spent so much time making this video. I didn't have time. I totally forgot to get brother a birthday present. So she decides to give him the mo- the video she made about how much she loves him as the birthday present. Uh, she gives him the, the gift. He knows it's a video and he's like, ooh, ooh, is this going to be my favorite movie? Uh, and he starts guessing as to, uh, as to what it is. Uh, Bear Force One is one of the guesses. Nope, it's not Bear Force One, which I assume is some sort of Top Gun movie or Iron Eagle movie. He guesses another movie. Bear Ju- Grizzly Justice is the other one, which I'm like, is that just a movie where grizzly bears kill people? I don't know. They watch the video at the birthday party. He loves it. She has to turn it in for her assignment. And that's it. Uh, she's learned to appreciate it. She's grown to appreciate her brother. She by, by following him around, by studying his every movement, by making a film of him, 
In much the same way, watching a documentary about a subject you may not have much interest in can actually increase your interest in that subject, Sister has learned to appreciate her brother simply by the act of studying him, of putting together a movie about him, of, 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 of turning his existence into a narrative. She has said, you know what, brother's all right. He's all right. He does a lot of cool things. He's a cool brother. And that flips the birthday boy entirely. No longer, and, and the birthday party is barely a part of it. No longer is the story about the the rocky relationship of two siblings who love each other anyway. Now the story is clearly about, I don't appreciate my wonderful brother, now I do. Two different plots? Exactly. Two different themes? Clearly. Is one more valid than the other? Not at all. This is the Nelvana series. All the kids are nice. So there's not going to be brother twisting sister's arm into an uncomfortable position. There will, however, be brother and sister uh, not quite appreciating how wonderful the other one is simply because they don't take the time to look at what's right in front of them. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this uh, bonus episode. If you're looking for the episode itself, you can find it on Treehouse Direct's YouTube page. They have it loaded up there with the Green-Eyed Monster, back-to-back with the Green-Eyed Monster. Um Things to listen for in this are the thick Canadian accents of the actors, uh, and we do get a solid, solid, uh, bone-chilling sorry at one point. It is, it is, it's right, it's front and center. Uh, sorry, I think it's when, uh, I think it's when Sister crashes into Too Tall with her camera. I think that's what she says to him. It is thick. It is, it's a, it's a real, it's a real Canadian sorry. And I believe this is a Michael Sarah episode. So listen for his mellifluous tones. Um, and and thank you so much for subscribing uh, on Patreon.com. Uh, as you know, for the last month, I have turned off patreon uh charges i'm turning them back on in august because i'm gonna i'm getting my i'm getting myself in gear so thank you for being supporters thank you for supporting me thank you for for sticking with me and your patience uh i appreciate every one of you i appreciate all my all my supporters and i will see you all next time on patreon.com deep in barrel